0: Good Sunday morning. Happy Halloween. We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning that's filled with some scary news for the Democrats. The overarching message, Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just 22% of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71% say we're on the wrong track.
2: In case you haven't caught on, Alice, Chuck Todd will be doing our entire open. Okay.
3: And
0: that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42% versus 54% who disapprove. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory. 49% approving, 48% disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37% also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% disagree with that description. What's more, Republicans, believe it or not, have double-digit leads in dealing with border security, inflation, crime, national security, the economy. Other than that. And shockingly, on getting things done. Democrats hold generally smaller double-digit leads on dealing with climate change, the coronavirus, education, and abortion. And that's really it right now. It's not clear yet whether any deal struck by Democrats on the social spending and infrastructure bills will nudge Mr. Biden's numbers back into positive territory, or whether the damage to his reputation is more of a scar than a bruise. But this much is clear about the only good news for Mr. Biden and the Democrats in this poll is that the midterm elections aren't for another year.
2: So there you go. The uh, It's funny. The Chuck Todd meet the press that happened today was total in utter disaster scenario. It was it was it was interesting because the opening, which you didn't hear, was disastrous news on all fronts. Then it was his read of those poll numbers which were disastrous. And then he had a produced package which was all about how disastrous everything is. Everything is terrible. And if Chuck Todd notices that, he's mm-hmm. trying to say, "Hey, um, we have a bleeping problem. The, the idea that Biden went to um, went to uh, Europe without anything, without a package, this is a complete breakdown of, of the legislative process for, for Democrats. This was not supposed to be like this. It makes Pelosi look horrible. She, this is not something that she usually does. She had to scrap a vote last second. Biden made the trip to the Capitol... Didn't matter a damn bit. They don't care. People don't respect this guy. They don't respect this administration. They don't care. They didn't give him... The squad won't give him just a small victory so he can... Before election day. It's election day. Right. Some states
3: are electing governors and stuff. This stuff matters if, uh, you know, the president's approval rating is down, especially in Virginia, where they're so plugged into D.C.
2: Absolutely. And so these people need to be able to show um need to be able to show people that the Democratic Party can deliver for them. They can't deliver anything. Democrats were handed, well, I mean they did, they did a the second bailout ish thing, you know, it was stimulus whatever. Yeah, they but that was already money, but that was bipartisan too.
3: Well, yeah, and that was already I mean that was sort of prepped during the Trump years and they fudged with it a little, but if you recall that, you know, Biden was talking about that in December. Like Trump was supposed to get it passed in December, the extra $2,000 or whatever. And that it was like a whole thing, if you recall.
2: Yeah, no, I do. Should I be texting or, or tweeting or something, a link that tells people that we're up and running live right now or anything?
3: Um, you definitely can. I'm going to give you the, li- I'm going to tweet from the Burn Barrel podcast, the live stream link. Okay. Because this program that we're using, so we've been banned from YouTube, as you all know, those because of you watching. Because played-
2: a piece. Like the number one song in the country, a piece of it.
3: Yeah, the number one hip hop song. Yeah, we played a little bit, and it's "Let's Go," Brandon, and in it he said the pandemic's not real, like just as a rap lyric. I mean, like not as medical advice. So, but then we were banned for medical misinformation. Right. So, while you do so it,
2: okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, um, so this is. The last week was a total disaster. It was unbelievable at the beginning part of the week that you wouldn't have some kind of deal. And the problem is, is that supposedly they, they agreed on a framework. I know a bunch of people, and I've been listening to a bunch of people over the weekend who believe that there's no framework that they're going to agree to. That, but both Manchin and Cinema have a hard number, and they are not going to vote along these two bills at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and um, and they're not going to do it. And the, the idea that... Uh, That the squad would blow them up so close to an election. Let this guy go to Europe with only failures. Mm -hmm. He knows he is going over to, to Europe with no cachet. Right. He is not a president that can do things. In other words, so he can't do anything for the Europeans. They did this, the corporate tax you know, uh, agreement thing, which probably is not necessarily mm-hmm. binding. I mean, if it's a treaty, then I think the Senate has to be involved technically. But we'll see. They did a corporate tax thing, which, again, is another piece of cynical legisl- legislative uh, crap. Um, it's No, sorry, I should have said regulatory crap. It's just so that businesses can't escape uh, incompetent overspending governments who want to rip their, uh, you know, their revenue from them. Which is horse bleep, uh, which would be great for like Sri Lanka, if there is a Sri Lanka anymore or whatever, uh, you know, for the the people who aren't in the G20, it'd be great. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, bad for Americans, bad for... It's all... It's so anti-business, all of this stuff. And so he's going there. He's got nothing. He missed the big part of the climate money. Is right. Not even he in already thing.
3: pissed them all off with Afghanistan in oh, Europe. Yes. He already, especially England. They were really upset about that. They voted to censure him in parliament. We pissed off France with our submarine deal. And now he has to go there and shuffle around knowing that like his approval rating is just in the toilet. I mean, they're chanting. Let's go, Brandon, at like the Australian protests now.
2: Are they really? Yeah, it's oh all over God.
3: the world. It's everywhere, the let's go Brandon thing.
2: But he has, it, it, it's a total disaster. And for them to do the So now I want you to hear... So this is a disaster. He's not supposed to be going to Europe like this. It's terrible mm-hmm. that he's got to go. Now I want you to hear... Jennifer Granholm today was on... I watched all the Sunday shows. The only thing is that actually upset me is I'm having Peter Navarro on Trump's one of Trump's health guys. Uh, and Fauci was nowhere to be found this weekend. Nowhere to be found. What is Oh, it? no. No.
3: What are you supposed to do without new, fresh Fauci? On <coughs> well, yet? I need
2: that. Well, to because because Navarro would would slam him, so I wanted to use it to mm-hmm. to as chum in the water. But actually, it's it's worth talking about. Why? Where is Fauci this weekend? Where? Maybe
3: Biden can't deal with any more bad headlines right now. frankly. Well,
2: well, I think I'll tell you where Fauci is. Is they shelved Fauci and Wolensky and Vivek Murthy and everybody else? I think because they're because they're in there. They've dispatched. Um, they've dispatched uh, cabinet members to spin that everything's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So listen, this is Jennifer Granholm.
3: She's At, what energy? Or Secretary something?
2: of Energy, exactly. Right. And this is her. Hello, oh, Tom, Texas. Would you mind sending me? Hello, Tom, Texas. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, 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 now I get it. <laughs> okay. What? I, I, because my 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 doesn't show me the whatever. Um, so it doesn't show the um, name when I see the message, so I didn't understand, but now I see. Okay. Okay. So um, so they've been so they sent out Pete Buttigieg today to say how great everything they've sent out. Mm-hmm. Now listen to Granholm. Listen to her describe to Chuck Todd why she's in such a good mood now. Uh, so here we are. It's the second
0: time in a month that we've gone through this drama on capitol hill the administration
2: chuck todd has been already talking about it he he has been it's been a funeral dirge in this show on meet the press Mm -hmm. chuck todd already explaining to people how awful this is everything grinding halt polling is terrible everything is bad prices are up consumers have less spending money everything bad in the world has happened and here we
3: have jennifer Jennifer granhol
2: but but so so just so you just so you know what his mood is like Mm -hmm. compared to hers now here she is uh
0: ended up bulking again with progressives uh he goes to capitol hill delays his trip and he didn't get the infrastructure bill what happened
4: what happened is that the progressives came out unanimously supporting what was in the framework they just had to see it they had to look at the language which was released on friday is is that what happened
3: yeah, no, that's not what happened. They were supposed to vote on the uh, the bipartisan bill on Friday, and they refused to because they said until they had the other bill to vote on, they weren't doing anything. Right. Which, that bill doesn't exist yet still. They have mm-hmm. the framework, quote-unquote, which means they've like agreed to the things that should be in there, but there's no bill to vote on yet.
2: And this is an audacious move for them to suggest. This is, like we've told you, this is the Gaslighting Administration. This is out of whole cloth. This is legitimate third world style propagandizing. Mm -hmm. They are trying to tell you that things are wonderful, a big victory just happened, and you should be feeling it. This is nuts
3: yeah now, the bill's not passed until it's passed guys that's it there's well, no there's no we are in such a good place right now like you have to prove that you can get this bill passed because they've tried to pass the bipartisan bill now so many times, and the progressives have been blocking it um, what happened John was- on the live stream points out that it's that it's all Democrats causing the problems because yes. there's no Republicans here to blame. They don't have to have right. Republicans on board for this or and just- in fact, they have ten Republicans on board for the bipartisan bill. They just can't get the squad on board. So and he points out also how they're uh, they take the first things they take out are all the things that like Republicans would be on board with, like free community college mm-hmm. or like, you know, helping families with like parental support, child tax credits, things like that. I mean, that's stuff you could get Republicans on board with some of those things. Yeah. And that's the first things they turn to to take out. So it's just total garbage when they're done with it.
2: And But the, even bigger than the X's and O's of, of what's happening, you're right, it's is the idea that they're trying to spin this as all things are great. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the things are great strategy is not working. As polls continue to show this guy crater, worse and worse. Mm-hmm. They've more, they have gaslit from day one, saying things are great. They've been called out on it, and they continue to say things are great. Things are great. Meanwhile, breaking everything and gaslighting. The fact that nobody at all has decided... Hey, why don't we pivot from this and try to work on some other messaging? Maybe you remember Mm -hmm. after the midterms with Obama in 2010, when they when they swept the uh, Democrats Mm -hmm. out, Obama said, "We got schlacked," which is at least an acknowledgement to the country that you see what happened and you know why it happened. Right? A lot of progressives tried to say back then that oh, we didn't go far enough, but. He got the message. Yeah, you know?
3: Obamacare is just not popular because it's not totally universal right. healthcare.
2: But for her or Granholm to go out there, still, the inability to pivot at all. Meanwhile, people are hurting more. I just got done. I've been, uh, you know how some people doctor uh, shop, what's it called? When you go try to get one prescription from one doctor and then go to the next, yeah, whatever um, that's called. Mm-hmm. I've been popping from market basket to market basket to try to game the system. I'll tell you about it later. Is this
3: about the ranch bacon? Oh, how did you know? Because <laughs> you've been talking about the ranch bacon and did, trying to stock up on it.
2: Oh yeah, well we had a we had an issue today. So anyway, I've been noticing, and it's like almost everything that I've been buying in the last couple of years—chicken thighs, you know, to hot dogs, to whatever it is—almost everything is just about twice as expensive now. Mm-hmm. Almost everything, and the stuff that's not is still more. Everything is more expensive. Everything is. It's
3: crazy expensive, and there's way less of it on the shelf. Oh yes, I you was can. Today, I mean,
2: Alice, we got the. I got toilet paper for the family. They mm-hmm. had one of those big. Bastards left. I got it. That
3: one left. It is. It's crazy. It's not and it's crazy because, you know, these things happen like with the pandemic where everybody was like shopping like crazy and they were like, oh, it's not really problems. It's just that everybody remember Charlie Baker lectured us all that we all bought too much at once. Mm -hmm. He's like, You don't need to buy months worth. The stores are gonna stay open. No problem. No need to stock up. The problem is everybody just stocked up at the same time. That's why. And then that's not what happened. It wasn't people stockpiling or anything else. It's we legitimately broke the supply chain.
2: And uh, you, you made accommodations for. the Do we still have stuff? There?
3: Oh yeah, we still have a proper basement. Yeah. Oh good, for sure. Thank so. God. We're not gonna starve.
2: Thank God! I gotta buy up all the clams. That's the only thing that's actually there's for no some reason, clams
3: in our and That reason, I did not think of when I was like, doing my. Prep I've never ed.
2: seen so many clams in my life. I don't know. It's wonderful. It's a body. I'm on an all clam diet because I'm the clam man. You know that mm-hmm. else?
3: You're the clam man and the ranch bacon man.
2: Well, this well don't well you can tell people now because the price has gone up. That's now six bucks a five bucks per. Yeah. Right. But That's what it was when
3: I bought them. You had found them on a special for... Two for two, five. Two
2: for $3. Two for th- two, was it two for yes. three?
3: Yes. I was amazed when I saw it on the packaging.
2: Oh, well, I got them again, and I had to haggle with the manager. In the, 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 the. So what happened was <laughs> they were just about to make the prices go up, because I went to the next market basket, and the prices are up to five bucks or whatever now mm-hmm. per. Um, so, But this one market basket hadn't changed the sign yet. Oh, but I didn't know. But I said the sign says this. It was like it, so. I so I bought them, and, and then I got the manager over, them and she said, "No, it's five bucks. say, No, 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 no. Um, it was kind of like uh, you know, Tom Brady, um, you know, when he when he uh, when he snaps the ball, um, when there's too many players in the field on the other side to get the get a technicality penalty. So I get the technicality. Anyway, we get four of them. Now. All right. <laughs> so here's more Graham Granholm, and this is what they're
4: going with, and now. He can say he can go to COP to Glasgow and say that he has 100 percent unanimity in the Democratic caucus in the House. And that's that is really bringing people together over this agenda. Oh,
3: I mean, if the squad were confident that there was unanimity, then would they um, have blocked the bill? (laughs) <laughs> i mean so well, somebody the, doesn't right. think the bill's really going to pass because the squad apparently doesn't think it's going to pass because if they were confident that that bill were going to come forward as it is they would have voted for the other one well
2: you know that's a great point and also you know if they've got 100 percent unanimity well there's still one more day full day before election day mm-hmm. have a vote monday just you know it's an easy layup right
4: But they're not going to. So I I think it's really, you know, if you had told me, Chuck, that we would be arguing Mm -hmm. about um, what, when exactly the vote was going to happen or what the sequence Mm. was rather than what's in it, I would have been surprised. But here we are. So. Yeah, but I the sequence
0: is not un, is, is not insignificant. I want to put up something. Abigail Spanberger, she's a, a member of Congress uh, in a swing district in Virginia, mm-hmm. which has got some yep. elections that people are a little concerned about on the Democratic side. And here's what she said. Because people chose to be obstructionists, we're not delivering these things to my state or to the rest of the country. I guess we'll just wait, because apparently failing roads and bridges can just wait in the minds of some people.
4: Something tells me that was before the progressive caucus voted unanimously to support the framework
0: she said this on friday they here's what they didn't and do they voted they on didn't pass on thursday but
4: I speaker it. pelosi asked
0: them to do this the president didn't why
2: framework doesn't bring money into cities and towns framework is not a bill yeah framework no. is an idea Can't vote on a framework. it's
4: spitballing Because the president respects Speaker Pelosi's and her caucus and the dynamics that she's got to navigate. But honestly, the fact that you've got so many people in support and Chuck, one of the things that came out today, there was an Ipsos uh, poll out that said that seven in 10 Americans don't know what's in the framework, what's in the the two. Whose fault is that? Well, that's why it is really important that people understand what is in it. For example, the fact that we have, I mean, here, people pay on average, $9,000 a year for child care. That's on average. Here in this area, it's probably...
2: Yeah. Well, anyway, you get the point. So that's mm-hmm. the, the spin. The spin is that the this is how... Uh, the, the, that everything is absolutely fine and things are going wonderful. It's not fine. It's not going well. Um, in uh, Also, here's another barometer of how not fine it's going. Terry McAuliffe is going... He is at his... He's at fever pitch... For dirtbag politics, and he's been he's been the chief hitman behind the Clinton institution mm-hmm. for years. This guy is a dirtbag's dirtbag.
3: Yeah, and, and he's I mean he's an institution in Virginia politics. Oh, he's and been well, around and, forever. Well, in,
2: in national politics mm-hmm. as well, in in, in absolutely. And so he went on today, and this is what he's down to. Uh, Not only, oh, of course, we should talk about the fact that they they, they are planting. I
3: want to backtrack into the McAuliffe race a little bit. Okay, we will,
2: but we'll play this just to show how uh, desperate this guy is. He is closing his campaign on banning books. It's created a controversy all over the country. He wants to ban Toni Morrison's book, Beloved. So he's going after one of the most preeminent African-American female writers in American history, won the Nobel Prize as... Presidential Medal of Freedom, and he wants her books banned. Now, of all the hundreds of books you could look at, why did you take the one black female author? Why did you do it? He's ending his campaign on a racist dog whistle, just like he started the campaign when he talks about election integrity. But Chuck, we have a great school system in. Listen how he ends this as well. So you, so you see that he's going with mm-hmm. he's going with uh, that it's, it's a racist going after Tony Morrison, trying to scare black voters in Virginia to show up to the polls trying to make everybody think this guy's Trump etc but listen to McAuliffe listen to how the snake mentions he's defending the school system Virginia Dorothy and I have raised our five children of course parents are involved in it the question should be we have a great school system in Virginia Dorothy and I have raised our five children
3: but not sent them to the Virginia they all went to private schools
2: exactly exactly so uh so now we can get back to what happened last I can't even believe that was that Friday that that happened
3: the tiki torches. Yes. Yes. Or was it Saturday?
2: Was no, I, it was Friday. I, I, think. I felt like that we had something unbelievable to talk about Friday, but it had happened after the.
3: I feel like the tiki torches was Friday. Because I think they were hoping that it wouldn't get fully investigated over the weekend. So anyway, just to backtrack, I think, you know, if you've been following the race, you know, and just based on that clip from Terry McAuliffe right there, you can tell that this race has spiraled out of control. It's been focused really heavily on this parents at school board meetings stuff, um, including the fact that the Biden administration says they're, says they're going to crack down on, you know, parents going to school board meetings, especially uh, one of the... the Incidents cited by the National School Boards Association To the Justice Department Was this guy in Virginia Scott Smith, is that his name? I think I have it right, No, it's Smith But anyway, who was arrested at the Loudoun County School Board meeting because of the trans bathroom thing Because they were saying that they'd never heard of Anybody ever being sexually assaulted in a bathroom And in fact, his daughter was sexually assaulted Raped in a bathroom by a boy in a skirt So whatever your takeaway wants to be from that, but the kid was found guilty and he is on trial for doing it to someone else in the other school that they sent him to. And the school board, in fact, was aware of it at the time when they announced to the meeting, including this dad, that there was no such thing. It had never happened and accused him of lying in the meeting, which is when he then got out of control and was arrested. So he's considered a domestic terrorist now and ideological. I don't even know if he's a Republican or a Democrat or what he is, but For him, this wasn't an ideological thing. This was a personal thing. Um, In any case, uh, that has been big news in Virginia, obviously, that this story has Mm -hmm. broken. And Terry McAuliffe has spent the whole campaign, because he's obviously in the pocket of the teachers' unions, saying how little parents uh, should be involved in saying what goes on in their schools, over what books are read, over what the curriculum is, whether that's critical race theory, whether that's radical gender ideology, whatever it is, you know, I mean... there's all this stuff going around. Toni Morrison is one of these books that's always on these lists of things that's controversial. I happen to think Toni Morrison's books are garbage. She's also not the only uh, woman of color well, well, that, author that exists in the world. That
2: potential book is, I mean, that book is is a very violent horror book about I just, incest or whatever. I just don't of. like
3: Toni Morrison. I think it's, I mean, it's very like critically acclaimed stuff, but I, I think it's junk. I, I've never liked it. I had to read the book uh, was it the bluest eye or was it beloved By the I don't way, remember guys, which one the, I read in school, my but.
2: Tom Shattuck books is dumb t-shirts are available on our merch store I suggest so mm-hmm. you buy them it's one of our better <laughs> yeah, t-shirts. but not
3: all books, books hashtag not dumb. all books um, I, Zora Neale Harrison is a woman of I, color author that I highly recommend yes. Um, early twentieth century black woman libertarian All author. Books crap. She's fantastic. I mean, there's good books, but whatever. The point is not. And Glenn Youngkin, the the Republican in this race, has not focused in particular on banning Toni Morrison. I don't no. even know if he said the words Toni Morrison, but there has been a focus on critical race theory and on giving parents control over their school boards and over what happens in their school districts, which is a a. a Popular position you know And Terry McAuliffe is trying to paint This as a racist dog whistle or whatever he is And the race is not going well All the major polls have it much much Closer than it was ever supposed to be Typically, they still have Terry McAuliffe up. However, Fox News came out with a poll earlier this week that showed Youngkin up like eight, nine points or something. Mm -hmm. A lot. A lot. And it would not surprise me if the McAuliffe campaign is seeing something like this in some of their internal polling, too. In in Fox News,
2: polling has been favorable to Democrats. And it's yeah. been pretty good.
3: So, and, and it's not clear. Things have changed very quickly in this race. So it's really not clear, like, where the race stands right at this moment. Mm-hmm. Just like Joe Biden's approval rating, it's worse every time they do
2: a new right. poll. The latest like, poll had um, McAuliffe up a point, but that's... Yeah, so them. a
3: lot of the polls will have him up a point or tied or, like, whatever. But it was never supposed to be that close. No. Virginia was supposed to be an unwinnable race Virginia, for Republicans. Biden won
2: Virginia by 10.
3: I mean, yeah, and obama won virginia has trump ever won virginia i don't even think he has it was it was close in 2016 but i think he didn't ultimately win virginia in 2016 i'd have to check and see if that's right but i think that's true it's not um it's it's not supposed to be a state that's supposed to go to republicans and this school board issue has so intensified the race that it's it's much much closer than it was ever supposed to be and i think certainly the biden screw-ups are intensifying that sentiment because there's a sense that democrats are incompetent and can't get anything done
2: not just that but these the school board issue is such an important cultural Mm -hmm. issue that biden's attorney general has waged war in the parents right meanwhile pile on that the media was essentially saying that this girl who was raped in the in the bathroom had it coming because they'd already hooked up before so you know i mean all this ugliness is is, uh, is uh, just fuel on the fire for these for these voters who are saying f you and the only way mm-hmm. they can the loudest way they can say f you right now is tuesday
3: right so and john on the live stream is asking do you think the virginia governor's race is a bellwether or it's an aberration oh. but i i mean i would say that this was supposed to be an easy race mm-hmm. for democrats to win and if they if Glenn Youngkin somehow pulls this off and wins the governorship of Virginia. I mean, even if it's close, that's a really bad sign for for Biden and the Democrats in the upcoming midterms.
2: It's definitely a bellwether. And, they, and, and McAuliffe didn't want Biden there. Biden visited him last week. The only reason Biden visited him is because mm-hmm. it's 36 miles away and it would look terrible if for some reason this guy didn't want the president who lives down the street to be visiting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been terrible. He had Kamala there. I know you're talking about the story, but just here's a little bit of the energy of the campaign.
4: Tell everybody you know to vote tomorrow. Nothing like saying, you want to meet me tomorrow? What you what you doing tomorrow? You got any plans tomorrow? Tomorrow's a good day. It's gonna be a good day. Yeah, but the point is
3: yeah, the point she's is- such a disaster. <laughs>
2: She's not even going to see Biden. The reporting on that's been the yeah, for she's such a spap. Dang the
3: heck away from yes, him.
2: Yes. She's ticked off. That incompetent is ticked off that the, everything she's worked for all these years is being tarnished because of him, because they, this oaf at the top is so incompetent. If she's ashamed of him, that's <laughs> not good.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it. it cuts both ways with the two of them because they both are. I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me that they hit it off and liked each other when they met up, and he decided to make her his running mate, because they're both just purely political animals.
2: Oh yeah, for her to say that that guy using the busing issue harmed her as a small girl of color—that <laughs> little girl was me. Right, exactly. So let's get back to um, Tarim yeah.
3: So, so Friday, um, a reporter. Breathlessly reported that at a Glenn Youngkin campaign stop had showed up a group of people wearing the supposed neo-Nazi uniform from Charlottesville, the white shirts and the khaki pants and the tiki torches, and they showed up at this campaign stop all with hats pulled down low and big sunglasses and their white shirts and their tiki torches saying things loudly about how they were all in for Glenn. So immediately, every progressive activist in Virginia, every campaign person, every person was saying immediately that Glenn Youngkin had to denounce this, that um, dressing up as Charlottesville, in which a young lady lost her life, and which was populated by evil racists, that, that he had to immediately denounce this, separate himself from these people who were associating themselves with his campaign, that he should, that you know, he was responsible for this with his racist rhetoric, that of course the neo Nazis would think that they uh, were welcomed by his campaign because his campaign has been such a racist dog whistle from start to finish. Obviously, they would notice that and mobilize and come to the aid of his campaign. The reporter who reported on this didn't obviously go ask the people who they were
2: or what right, organization
3: or, they were affiliated with, or, or what have their, a
2: critical eye about? Huh, <laughs> what it seems their plan like, was seems like meant. an odd bit of campaigning by seems the Youngkin team. <laughs>
3: seems weird. It doesn't seem like the first thing you would go to when you're waging this like family-friendly campaign of like let's give the control back to the parents and the families in Virginia uh, and not you know let the divisive politics seep into our schools and things like that. It seems like not the move you would make to recall a huge, violent rally from both sides that resulted in somebody losing her life in fighting in the street. And to,
2: to most of us who have been around for at least the last five years now, you see this... And you say this is exactly as feasible as um, as the Smollett thing with the tiny string noose. Well, right. And uh, is Subway and saying MAGA at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago in and, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so immediately, I, I don't know if I was talking to you or whatever, immediately when I thought saw it, I said, oh, well, that's obviously ob- absolutely fake. And it was funny, and you thought of the same. Anybody with a sentient uh, thought process would say that's absolutely fake. And it was is that good? no, this is coffee. It's grown-up stuff. Um. So, oh, is this water? No, that's a cobra. Here,
3: yeah. can you go with Sally? No, don't touch those wires, please. No, nope, so-
2: nope. Okay, he just pulled out the sun. Okay, part. okay, okay, okay. Can you not? Can 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 you go downstairs? Can you go downstairs, possibly? Sally James. Can you go downstairs? Hello
3: What do you need in here?
2: Hello Okay <sighs> all right so anyway you knew for a fact that there's that the thing was was BS and laughably so. Mm-hmm. And of course it's so stupid the way the left thinks the right are. Like that's not that, that's not how the a racist mega racist proud poor boy would like would even act. It's their uh, it's their uh, satirical version in their minds of right. how it, they would act.
3: Right. Nobody- and it's just you know they're so bad at faking being conservatives that it's obvious to conservatives that it's not like a conservative thing i mean the right has their share of scummy people i could envision a world in which say like nick fuentes and his little buddies could have showed up at a glenn youngkin thing and caused some sort of trouble but like you know especially the extremely far right is a very small world you know what I mean? There's, like, not that many people who are well-known fringe activists who could organize this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, it it, it felt off from the beginning. If and, and you knew immediately upon looking at it that you were going to be able to identify some of these people, um, you know, whether they were right-wing or left-wing or whatever, because that that world of right wing people is so small that like you would be able to figure out who they were if right. they were right-wing <laughs> right wing people like you would know if they're Nick Fuentes or a Lee Alexander or right. Milo Yiannopoulos like you would recognize some of them cuz there's just not that many people there's only so many neo nazis and like neo nazi adjacent people in america there's just not that many so right. there's in about in like very 50, few of them and in
2: very few of them are black
3: Right or women. Yeah,
2: right. and so this got one of the guys is black here the, with these people. Mm-hmm. Put so the internet went to work, and it did not take very long before they started finding out these people were Virginia Democrats who worked for uh, McCullough, for Virginia Democrats in some some capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a little bit later, suddenly comes this. This owning press release from the Lincoln Project saying, hey, just to point out the perniciousness of Yunkin and his racism, we set up in working with this other person. Very attractive woman. What's her name? Very waspy name.
3: Um, Laura something. Laura Lincoln? Swans,
2: Windsor, whatever.
3: Let me find
2: it. Uh, saying we did this and we set this up as a point to show. And, they, and then they all high five. The Lincoln people were like, yeah, you see, we gotcha. We gotcha. When in fact, they didn't get anybody. Mm-hmm. What happened was this. Whoever put this together, whether it's McAuliffe's people or the morons at the Lincoln Project, bottom-feeding uh, uh, pedos at the Link- Lincoln Project. Well, Pro- there's
3: actually some problem here. problems here for them, too, because the Lincoln Project is a separate pack. They're not allowed to coordinate with the McAuliffe campaign. So if some of these people, it appears, may have been affiliated with the McAuliffe campaign, then that's illegal coordination if they're claiming that they did it. So, yeah, so their statement said... The Lincoln Project has run advertisements highlighting the hate unleashed in Charlottesville as well as Glenn Youngkin's continued failure to denounce Donald Trump's very fine people on both sides. We'll continue to draw this contrast. Today's demonstration was our way of reminding Virginians what happened in Charlottesville and the Republican Party's embrace of those values and Glenn Youngkin's failure to condemn it. Have people been asking Glenn Youngkin to condemn the girl getting run over in Charlottesville?
2: No, but obviously. And
3: obviously, he would condemn it because he's not for. Obviously, over.
2: the Lincoln Project, everybody would know that that would be a horrible way thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that kind of uh, demonstration, as they say, would be horrible optics. But the problem is this, is that the Lincoln Project and all the conspirators involved in this half-assed, stupid, idiotic campaign mm-hmm. to put these, these torchbearers out, they didn't expect to be found out especially so quickly. So the Lincoln Project, while the internet was swarming around, about to knock on the door of the Lincoln Project, the Lincoln Project people, Rick Wilson said, oh, bleep. They all know instantly who these guys are. They know it's us. Let's put out a statement before they just (laughs) find out that it's us. Let's put out a statement. And say we did it on purpose. And there's a noble reason behind it to to stop racism. But they were absolutely busted. It's yeah. freaking and they beautiful. Had, they, beautiful.
3: They and the girl who helped organize it too had earlier in the day before it was made clear before their statement had uh, like, tweeted, you know, like, shocked smiley faces are like, oh my God, Glenn Youngkin must denounce, type of stuff at, the, you know, about this story earlier in the day, and then deleted it before their statement saying that it was a demonstration to make the point that Glenn Youngkin hasn't denounced white supremacy.
2: I mean, they right. played this they stupid game with up...
3: Trump, too, with the denouncing white supremacy. Oh, I know. But, but with but... Glenn Youngkin, they haven't even brought it up. Nobody's even, well, like, been ex- asking right, him but, to but denounce they, they, white
2: supremacy. They, but, but they th- explained they tried to construct an october surprise but mm-hmm. there wasn't one to knock him on his ass yunkin uh, the problem is it was so badly done they the the idiocy involved the all of it, every part of it was so badly done by the vile lincoln project which doesn't which does not garner sympathy and positive feelings for, for as many democrats as they think they are mm-hmm. the bottom feeding lincoln project and his whole canard fell apart uh, it completely, and what they were hoping would happen was the media would take up the mantle of the whole thing and just run with it for the next four days so they could right, pull the Right, they only needed election. to
3: get from Friday to Tuesday. Right,
2: that's what they needed. They needed it to happen, and the conflagration never happened. It, this was. If even- anything,
3: it blew back on them yes. because they spent all this time. Their original message was, like, referencing Charlottesville in order to like create a political mm-hmm. point is so wrong and evil, and I can't believe that anyone would reference such a horrific day for their political purposes. And Glenn Youngkin must denounce this. Well, like they had better denounce it because this is like, it just looks terrible. So I mean, you know, and I think myself and like a lot of conservatives didn't weigh in on it even right away even though it was like so clearly screwed up because you don't like to jump on something before you have all the information to know but the eagerness with which they all jumped on it when it was like completely a fabricated thing it i mean it the fact that that original reporter tweeted it out boggles my mind and had like a no more curiosity about it and i like seriously wonder if she knew Mm -hmm. uh, because because it seems like so maliciously incompetent to me.
2: Yes, but they needed one person in the media to notice it. So mm-hmm. they had somebody who's either was Well, dumb we're to they were all saying they were
3: all in for Glenn, Whoa. Right. Whoa.
2: right. Like, this is happening right now. But then again, any twenty two year old dum dumb who's uh who's in media is probably a progressive who assumes this is all gonna be Yeah, of course this is how they are. There's white supremacy here. Oh my goodness, there's white supremacists now they're so bolder idiot she's an idiot obviously
3: but it's like crazy even like remember even like when trump was running like around the election and there was like at the trump rallies they kept there was like the narrative about the violence at the trump rallies because left-wing people kept showing up and like causing scuffles to start at the trump rallies beating,
2: beating trump people yeah, badly. and then and the there was... San Jose was incredible. And then
3: there was, like, this narrative of, like, the violence. Trump needs to, to explain why there's always so much violence mm-hmm. at his rallies. Like, well, maybe because you idiots are showing up. Like, you guys caused this Tiki Torch thing this time. Like, obviously, the Charlottesville thing, a lot of those people are just garbage people who have no business being in polite society with normal people. But, like... At, you know, left-wing writers also showed up there and also caused problems and started confrontations at that event. You right. know, like I mean, the whole the whole thing.
2: framing of the Charlottesville is 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 BS. It's just BS. And the Trump's handling of it was great, as a matter of fact. Yeah. and his presser was fantastic. And was, he
3: didn't call neo Nazis fine people.
2: By oh,
4: goodness, um, <laughs>
3: like I don't know, but the whole thing is just so ridiculous and insane that it, you know. People wonder why the right thinks that the media doesn't like them. It's things like this, because this could easily. I mean, like, thank God for the Internet, because 10 years ago, this probably would have worked. It would have taken longer to figure out who the people were. Well, and we would have gone into Tuesday. Still right. thinking, if there
2: were a national press, by the way, all of these people would there would be an expose on each of these people mm-hmm. who are trying to uh, foster a racist incident. You know right. that is remarkable that there isn't. It's craziness, and also it absolutely goes to when Chuck Chuck Toddner they all complain about. Up oh, and this they believe the big lie, and it absolutely goes to you've literally just hired crisis actors to hang out in front of a bus. Are you helping the credibility of institutions in media, or are you hurting it? Right, exactly.
3: And then, you know, it just feeds into the whole narrative of like, you know, take the Capitol Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Like, well, first of all, there's a lot of questions about, you know, FBI actors being a part of the Capitol stuff. But like, you also wonder, like, were some of these people left wing instigators? Like, Who knows? Clearly that one video, the guy who was taking Mm -hmm. the video of Ashley Babbitt who got shot was clearly had connections to some left wing cause. considered himself to be like a left wing guy. It's very, it's very, very unclear. And the fact that they would deliberately add to the confusion and muddy the waters of, you know, of faking, you know, there's so few racist demonstrators that they have to fake the racist demonstrators. It just tells you everything you need to know about how many actual racist demonstrators there are around. And it takes away credibility from like if and when anything does happen, just like the Jesse Smollett thing, right? Like the fact that he goes out and does that is damaging to anybody who's actually the target of a real hate crime.
2: Right. Well, Democrats in Alabama also tried this in 2018. They put a bunch of nooses up. Mm-hmm. Democrats and
3: then they went, we're making the point that their right. campaign is like news. <laughs> like, like,
2: so the, what it does also for uh, McAuliffe, I think, is it just, it makes him look craven, desperate, and he looks like the mean guy. Right. You know, He looks like the bad guy here. If you're somebody who votes on the person, that's ugly. Mm-hmm. That's so ugly. did he,
3: has he come out with any statement talking about this I don't think at so. all? I haven't looked, but I'll check that out. But... I don't know. It's interesting because this stuff is, like, such a hustle. I mean, obviously, this is, like, why the Lincoln Project exists is to, like, do stupid stuff like this. But, you know, the other um, the other hustlers on this topic, like, they all do it. You know, this, like, race stuff. It's all, oh, yeah. like, it's they all, have to invent it all. And oh, yeah. it's, like, but
2: it's so commonplace that it's never called out by media. Except when somebody in the right tries to do it, and then it's oh my god! In Connecticut, the almost state almost shut down when she said that the that the mask mandates reminded her of Nazism. Essentially, uh, is a Republican representative. Meanwhile, the left can go around talking about the big lie, left and right. It's ridiculous.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, all right, I got. Um, I wanted to hit some of this uh, Blinken stuff. Um, he okay. was on, uh, unless do you want to... St- oh, you- uh,
3: well, I was going to talk about the Ibram Kendi thing. Okay, go ahead, please. Because that's another, uh, grifter that <laughs> got in trouble this week. So, um, yeah, so Ibram Kendi was tweeting this week, uh, about, you know, white people going so to my, college. So, people
2: of who he is, please.
3: Ibram Kendi, uh, defined racism for us a while back.
2: Well, tell people who he really is.
3: He's a professor. At like BU or whatever, he's like a critical race theory guy, or he was made the case for reparations. Is that him? no? That's Tommy coats no, Who, what do you mean? He, What's his his key, he's
2: anti racism, right? Yeah, okay, so that's his thing. His CRT thing is anti racism, whereas, okay. whereas, um, Nicole. K- Kala, whatever uh, Wallace Nicole, Nicole Hannah Jones. She's sixteen, nineteen. Tony Coates is reparations. reparations. This guy is. It's not good enough just to be against racist. You have to be anti-racist, which okay. just means you have to be a woke activist, etc. And and he's gotten a, millions of dollars from Boston University now, and he's he's another one of these grifters who's made a lot of money. And as you said, he famously answered this question like this:
1: You talked about the importance of defining racism but I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible. I didn't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define
2: racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it, um, as a collection, uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> so you can't say that and be somebody paid to be at an appearance. You can't have that as your answer. So you're, you pay Especially, somebody like to... Especially, like,
3: racism is your or, number one topic yes, of expertise, exactly. and you don't even know what it's called, Yes, what it you're, is. you're
2: paid to impart wisdom to people, and you're unable to. Sure. A, a collection uh, of racist policies... No, we don't need it slower.
3: <laughs> we need we, it to make sense.
2: We need another level of explanations. That lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. And anti-racism is a pretty simple using the same terms.
1: Anti-racism is a collection of anti-racist policies leading to racial, Anybody want to take guess?
2: Equity that are substantiated by anti-racist ideas.
3: <laughs> the problem for him is though, is that any... What do you learn if you take his life? <laughs> the only, um the The only like working functional definitions of racism are things that would not um would not work for all the things that they call racism, right? Like if you defined racism right. as like discrimination against people because of the color of their skin or something, then you know, then they'd be out of racism. So they can't have it be that because that would be a problem. <laughs> Any definition of racism that actually bears a resemblance to what you think of as racism would not, you know, cover the topics they need covered. So that would cause a problem for them. But anyway, he was tweeting about systemic racism this weekend, as one does, uh, on Friday also, actually, I believe. And he tweeted this article from the Hell that found that more than a third of white College students lie about their race on college applications, and half of those applicants lied about being Native American. More than three-fourths of the students who lied about their race were accepted. Now, first of all, I question these statistics because if a third of white students lied and a half of those, so that's a sixth of white students, that's like, you know, 18% lied about being Native American, or 16% or whatever, lied that they're Native American, and three-fourths of those got in, wouldn't that mean that, like, 10% of college students would be claiming to be Native American? Like, 10% of white kids?
2: I guess would so. All be- I, don't, I don't know. It just,
3: it seems like an odd, oddly high statistic right. to me. Like, I don't think college classes are, like, 10% Native American. That yeah, It seems but- high. But anyway, anyway- So a bunch of people then pointed out to him that this isn't exactly evidence of systemic racism. If anything, it's the opposite because it seems like it's advantageous to people to claim to be people of color and not advantageous to people to claim to be white, which if there were systemic advantages to being white, you would think people would try and pass as white. You know?
2: Right. I'd be willing to get that This points to the institution, uh, the educational institution, Academia is happily diverse
3: right like i'd be willing to tell you that like you know transgender people probably in some circumstances face discrimination mm-hmm. like there's probably times when it's easier if people don't know you're trans and you're trying to pass as a regular cis person right Well, no, like, no, yeah. but like but like where are the circumstances right now where you You know where you're better off if you're Claiming to not be a minority Where you're trying to pass as a white person There's like no such circumstance So like Where's the systemic racism? It's the opposite. People are pretending to be people of color so that they can get the advantages that come with it because it's advantageous, for example, in college admissions or job hiring or lots of things, like for example, like academic journals for getting on law reviews, for, you know, for getting writing published. Like a lot of these things, it's happening. Like you're at a huge advantage if you claim to be a person of color. There's been a number of these examples. They're just yes one uh, is
2: the senior senator from Massachusetts.
3: yeah, one's a senior senator from Massachusetts but also I mean there was a scandal a few years ago with a young man that published um, poetry claiming to be an Asian and he, he got published everywhere and then it mm-hmm. turned out he was a white guy uh, or there was recently a big literary prize that was awarded um, to this woman author that people love in Europe it turns out is writing under a pseudonym and it's actually three men. And it's not a woman on there. Mm-hmm. Um I could I think I could have already told you that it was written by men because it's like about a hot badass female detective who like gets right. bag at which like <laughs> but I anyway, already... think the,
2: the, point, the is... point
3: is that people are pretending to be minorities, mm-hmm. not the other way around. So everybody pointed this out to him and then he deleted the tweet and then
2: Because it goes against the spirit of his entire body of work.
3: <laughs> right. Because right. In that case, your work here is done, Ibrahim Kendi. You've solved racism because, you know, the advantage is now to minorities in most contexts.
2: Right. That you speaks know? to equity, I think. you've
3: Yeah. You've, you won. You created equity. Ding, ding. Like, hooray. It's fair now. Or actually, it's the opposite of fair. It. It's unfair in the other direction now, which was their goal. So, um, now people now he's claiming that everyone's lying about what he said to defend the lying white college applicants I don't recommend lying on your college applications it's not a life path a life, I do. Pass, I, I absolutely a life do. path I endorse but um,
2: but I don't lie think on every application most Take people are not with advice
3: most people are not defending white students lying on their college applications most people are just pointing out that the fact that they are means that there is this structural advantage and so what he says then is here is their tortured line of thinking when white applicants think they have an advantage by lying about being a person, person of color then that means they do have an advantage which then means that structural racism doesn't exist okay well the article you tweeted and what you tweeted out said that three fourths of the students who lied got accepted is right. that a standard uh, college acceptance rate? Because I don't think that it is.
2: So anyway, he stepped in. It is the, is the thing, mm-hmm. and now he feels embarrassed about. It. Now he's calling everybody a racist and mm-hmm. saying he's being attacked for being racist and racist, racist, racist.
3: Everyone's but, racist, right?
2: Exactly. So now I don't. Uh, okay. So he's not smart, and that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is. There are a lot of people in this movement who aren't smart, um, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. The woman who wrote White for Vigility, what's her name? Robin
3: D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo.
2: She's not very smart. Uh, and Colin Kaepernick, maybe the dumbest human <laughs> being to have ever lived in this planet. He's doing a new Netflix uh, series, Netflix series, and listen to this promo. It's all about the NFL, where they're showing players now, uh, and equate the players, all black players, to slaves.
0: What they don't want you to understand is what's being established is a power dynamic
2: in other words the coaches and the owners mm-hmm. have the authority over the black players now they're ch- comparing them to the the like the combine the training camp for the tryouts etc to uh, you know a slave auction where they're like looking checking out the slaves etc and checking out their performance etc
0: before they put you on the field teams poke prod and examine you searching for any
2: defect like they did with the did the slaves your from the slave trade.
0: no boundary
4: respected no dignity left
2: intact this is all the slaves aka yeah. football players yeah, being like carted they're been cutting off. back and
3: forth right. from like photos of slave auctions to like combines <laughs>
2: There's a racist owners, uh managers. Up, we
3: got. Come
2: on, on this? Here we go now. Does he say anything else?
3: I think he does towards the end, but I'm not sure. Okay. There's, only 15, anyway, there's
2: only 10 more seconds left.
3: I hope the NFL is happy. They, they indulged this.
2: I guess not. I guess it doesn't seem to me.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, the NFL asked for this. Right. They indulged this. Moron this behavior, now is, and now he's calling them right. slavery. So, right. I mean, which is. He tried pretty hard to be in the NFL for somebody who thinks it's right. the same as slavery. But I mean I would think that that would be a pretty offensive comparison.
2: Well, I would say so also, <laughs> and I would say the only thing that's offensive most offensive about it is how effing stupid he is. <laughs> this guy is it's so stupid. I believe if I'm not right, let me let me know. Uh is Tom Brady in the NFL? Yeah. Till last year, Julian Edelman was in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, um, Gronk
3: is in the NFL.
2: Gronk is in the NFL. That's right. Uh, The uh, Aaron Rodgers is in the NFL. You know, Drew Brees just resigned, but was in the NFL. The NFL has all sorts of colors. Mm-hmm. Well, plenty of white people are slaves in the NFL as white <laughs> as well.
3: Well, I be- think they would argue. Okay, so here's, here's what I think the argument that would be made in response to that um, to play devil's advocate. They would say that you're naming white players who are higher paid, have positions of more prominence that you rarely see black quarterbacks much more rarely than like in the nfl yeah, as a Colin whole
2: kaepernick you barely hear about him
3: well no but but, the, but he was like iced out but and yeah and but that's not true they could
2: say that but they'd be mm-hmm. effing idiots to say it because no, you don't know most of the offensive line these big pork chop dudes who are there as well and many of those guys are white as well so that, that doesn't make any sense it doesn't matter there's no they can say all they want. Well, but also, the people, old line, you people know, the want to be of,
3: in the NFL. Yes, and they get... Because, because it's not slavery.
2: Yeah, because, <laughs> uh, Yes, because it's a game. It's a fun game you get to play instead of actually working. And you working. get to
3: make a good amount of money, typically.
2: And you only work half the year. And you get hugely famous and taken care of for life. That is, it's a bit of an insult to a slave, I would say, to say that that's what it's... It's
3: pretty bad. And like, I mean, speaking of, you know, wanting to educate kids about the horrors of slavery and the horrors of the past, because... Like we've talked about a million times, like the past is full of people doing horrific things to each other. And I think when you lose context for that and you start comparing things to Nazis that are really nothing like Nazis or you start um, comparing things to slavery that are nothing like slavery, that you really, really do a disservice to, you know, to educating our kids and their ability to understand how human beings treat each other In other places and times in human history. Because it it really goes beyond, you know, having somebody call you the wrong gender in the drive-thru or whatever. Right. I mean, uh, but like we've talked about, remember we read how like law schools, some law schools don't want Dred Scott taught in law schools anymore because it's like very dehumanizing language about black people. Like, well, yeah, that's the point. You need to actually see what it actually was like or you're gonna have no context for any of this stuff I mean yeah like I don't know I don't know but it's it seems so insane to me that this was allowed to be produced and put out there and that anyone signed off on this that wasn't completely nuts I can't imagine the only
2: good thing I think Alice is that uh, I think that the the returns get diminished i, I or I hope. But then again, who knows? Look at last year. Last year well, was yeah, a I mean, year hopefully. full of video. Everything about last year was make believe. Mm-hmm. The, the re- re- national reckoning and the, that's all bull bleep. There's no. There's no. Uh, it, you know, broad, large-scale institutional racism that's uh, of, of malevolent origin that is that is in the, in the country now. There are more opportunities, whatever, than ever. Cops effed up and they killed a guy last year. They killed about a thousand people a year like that, and it's it ain't great, but. It's, it's, there's nothing, all of it, it's, well, it's all make-believe. Well, the make- people believe.
3: aren't interested in solutions it's to It's all make-believe, and that's
2: why, and that's why it's, God, that's why he got a home It's all make-believe. The story of Trayvon Martin is all make-believe as well. You know, he was always mentioned in this thing, who was not killed by a cop. The only reason you know anything about Trayvon Martin is because the name of the shooter was disclosed as George Zimmerman in race hustlers like the left media and left politicians and said, fantastic, a Jewish guy shot this unarmed teenager. This is great. This is great. And then they saw George Zimmerman was a Hispanic guy, and he said, oh, shit, um, he's white Hispanic. Okay, so, so we still it's still a racist thing, everybody. Everybody still get to battle stations. It's still a racist thing. But it's, it's absolutely BS. It's just a BS. A totally. Remember, NBC had to f- doctor the audio. Oh, yeah. Of the, of the, I mean, it's so, They cut out all the part stuff where is... the
3: caller asked George Zimmerman for the race, and right. they just went straight to, he's black. Like, like George Zimmerman like came up with that on his own, right. and the 911 caller didn't say, like, what race is the person... Anyway, um, we will join you on the other side Patreon people, stay right there We're going to continue streaming We're going to do that extra Patreon segment And get that up for all our Patreon listeners Um, If you're not on our Patreon You can join us over there That's patreon.com slash burnbarrel You can find all the extra shows And everything like that for subscribers And we do live stream once a month Other than that, you can find us for free On Twitter, on Facebook You can email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com